Blog Talk Radio. So welcome to the Life Coach um, chat channel with the Super Soul Sunday After Show. And here on the Life Coach Radio Network, I'm Talisha, your host for today. And we're doing the Super Soul Sunday After Show with an interview between Mark Nepo and Oprah Winfrey as they talk about listening to the soul. So first off, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Talisha Ellis, like I said, and I'm the owner of Experience New Coaching and Consulting, and I'm your personal success coach. And basically, I empower individuals, primarily ages 25 to 45, to create and lead the extraordinary lives they're meant for, because my vision is a world where everyone is healthy, whole, and consciously successful in their predestined space. So I do help individuals define and pursue their definition of health, wholeness, and success by helping them remove the blinders of stress and helping them align to every aspect of their lives. So a lot of my clients may come to me with being overwhelmed or looking for purpose and meaning in their lives. But I'm so excited also to introduce two new hosts that we have with us today. My first host is Tiffany Mayfield, and then my other host is Susan Gonzalez, and this is their first show. So first off, I'm going to give them a minute to talk about, um, tell us a little bit about themselves. So Tiffany, if you can, can you give our listeners a little bit of an insight about you? Yes, I am Tiffany Mayfield. I live in Houston, Texas, and I am a life coach, public speaker, author, and a business consultant. And in my coaching, I work with women, and my focus is women, um, ages 30 to 45, or Sometimes it depends. I'm 35 and up. It depends on who really gets my message because my message is transformational and it spreads across several uh, realms and generations. About I talk a lot about being stuck, how to come out of that. So I do a lot of transformational coaching. Um, ironically, a lot of my uh, people that get my message are men. So. Um, but my focus is women because I love empowering women. I love inspiring women. I love teaching people, especially women, how to come out of being stuck because we get stuck in so many things, but mainly the pain of our past, pain from relationships as I did myself. I found myself stuck in the pain of a relationship that ended and once I came through that, as I was coming through my transformation, like I was coming from the cocoon to becoming the butterfly, and my wings were sprouting and I was growing, I learned that, I discovered that I wasn't the only person there. I knew that this had to happen to a lot of people. And I decided, you know, this should be what I speak about, how to come out of that pain of letting go because what happens as women we become super. We become super mom, super friends, super sister, super everything. And we have to take that cape off. And one of my um, things that I love to talk about is removing that cape. So that transcends between men and women. So I love to speak about that. And I'm so excited today to be here because I am one of Oprah's 
number one fans, and I love OWN, and I definitely love Super Sunday, and I fell in love with Mark Nepo, the, the first interview she did with him. He is so amazing. And just one last thing, um, in my family there's a lot of cancer, and I work with a lot of people who who go through that, who go through finding out, oh, they've been diagnosed or maybe a family member or, or close friend, and I help people go through through that process. So there's a lot of things that I do, but my main focus is working with women and inspiring women to come out of that fog of their minds of being stuck. And here I am today uh, pre, uh, co-hosting a my, one of my favorite shows, so, I mean, uh, the talk about one of my favorite shows, and I'm too excited about that. Hello? Are we still here? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so sorry. I apologize. My phone was on mute. I was just talking. So like I said, I'm so excited to have you here today. So excited you're on this call with me, and I thank you so much for sharing. So before we get started and deepen into our um, discussion today, let's hear from Susan. So Susan, can you share with our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, I'd be glad to. Hi, everybody. Uh, I, too, am excited to be on the call today and talking about such a great topic. I am a professional coach and an author and a corporate trainer, and my whole purpose in what I want to do is to help people be their authentic selves because when you are truly who you are meant to be, you're closer to your purpose, and you can start living a life you'll love and the life that you know you were meant to have. So, I kind of help people get out of their own way and accept the greatness that they have within. So on their journey, no matter what stage of life they're in, um, they get a little kickstart. Stop settling and start living the way you want to. And um, it begins with two simple questions. Who do you want to be and how do you want to show up? And I live in Texas, too. Uh, Like Tiffany, I live in San Antonio, though. And uh, it's just a real pleasure to be on the call today. Looking forward to it. Great, so excited to have you also. Thank you, ladies, all the way from Texas, and I'm over here in the Washington, D.C. metro area. So we're covering a bit of the United States here across it. Now, for our listeners, if you would like to share in on the call, um, on the show, and give us some of your insight about what you saw today, you can call in to 347-857-2878. We'd love to hear from you. So let's dive in. This was an amazing discussion. Uh, Mark Nepo is a great guy. I actually have a couple of his books myself, and I love his poetry. Um, it says he's written 14 books, and that's that's amazing for um, a lot of authors because a lot of authors can't get to one book. So, But the book that he talks about today on the call was 7,000 Ways to Listen, and um, the show was about listening to the soul. So, ladies, I want to start off by asking you, just that title alone, what does it mean to you to listen to the soul? So um, first I'll start off with Susan. Can you share with us? Yeah, for me it is when you get to that place of stillness and you can actually connect to who you are and that voice and calling that's within each of us. Our lives are so hectic and there's so much hustle and bustle and busyness and hecticness going on that we very rarely stop to listen to our own heart. And, you know, it calls to you. So it's finding that place of stillness 
in yourself where you can actually reconnect to the true power within you so you can be who you want to be and who you're meant to be. Great. Would you like to add anything to that today, Tiffany? Oh, yes. I definitely agree with Susan. You have to get to that stillness. You have to get to that. I'm 46, so when I was 23, the first time I realized I had to get that noise out of my head in order to hear God, I moved to the outskirts of Houston, the furthest outskirts I could go. Um, without leaving the city, and Houston is very massive. So I, I, I moved to far west Houston, and I had to get that silence just to be quiet, away from the hustle and bustle, away from everyone needing me, because when you give yourself away like that, you cannot hear God. You have to. I had to hear him because that was my upbringing. That was what I knew. If I can't hear God talk to me, I can't make right decisions, so I think it is it's astronomically important to get that peace and to have it and to be able to listen with your soul, and your soul will direct you because God lives in all of us. So when you can get to that place of peace and understanding and, and to hear him where you're not worried about this and that and you just want to know where is my direction your soul will speak to you no matter what. And I'm so glad I experienced that at an earlier, early age so I could bring that into my later life as well because it still resounds as something I need. A lot of people think they don't, but I need that silence and that peace. And I love nature. I love outside. I'll get outside and just sit there and just talk, you know, get it from myself. I won't even think anything. I just clear my mind and that is so important to me for peace and it is wonderful. I love listening to my soul. You're so right. You you said some both of you said some great things as far as um what listening to the soul is because it is finding a place that where you can get quiet. Um but as Mark said, listening has been become a lost art and I think um Susan, you may have said, well, we got so many things that we have to answer to that sometimes the power of our listening is diminished by what they call multitasking and or giving ourselves over to too much or even um, through suffering. So with, with your clients, and I know, Susan, you say you work with people to get out, get out of their own way, and um, Tiffany, you work with women also in a similar manner. What do you think? gets in the way of listening to their inner voice or that inner coach that tells them to turn right or to the left or, you know, work out that relationship or whatever. What do you think gets in the way of that? Tiffany, I'll start with you. I think that what gets in the way is who we've become, meaning we've become everything that we've been taught, uh, whether it's at home as you're growing up, the, your peers, your surroundings, where you grew up, the things you've seen, the things you understand. And you learned that, let's say, 20 years ago. So if you bring yourself forward 40 years into, 20 to 40 years into life, this is 2015, everything that you learned at home growing up, 
there it may be a foundation, but a lot of people a lot of people make that a basis of how they live. And if you don't come into where you are now, those things cripple you, and you can't hear, you can't deal with a lot of times what you need to do to be in the now because we're so far in the present. So if we, we, we come into that now, to right now, to this moment of who we are and where we are and what life is demanding now, and we unbecome those things because what we had, we became growing up and the young ladies we were coming up and what we were taught, some of those things are still great and we can bring them into who we are now, but everything won't work. I don't believe that everything. Maybe your religion, your spirituality still works, but you still have to have your own relationship. Maybe the traditions of holidays may still work, but you still need to be able to have something with your own family. Even if you do carry that, you create your legacy, your own legacies through what you know now opposed to everything, in my opinion, that you were. Because some people came from way horrible, horrible dysfunction, where we all come from dysfunction, but somebody else may have lived in a home with an alcoholic and, and, and a drug addict parent or whatever they went through, and they may bring that into their lives. We have to unbecome those things. We have to be the one that says, hey, I'm breaking that. And once you're able to do that, you're able to hear what God needs for you personally, in my opinion. And that's just how I feel about that situation. Well, yeah, you're right, because I think Mark Nepo stated that we are broken open or we willfully shed. And basically he made the point that sometimes we have to put down what doesn't work after a while. Exactly. And exactly. As, as individuals, we we are we have our foundations from our family. We have our values and what we believe in and the things that we do. But there comes a time when you have to listen to your own soul and have to find what works for you. Um, a little bit about myself is I was a teenage parent, but I was also a very smart in school. So for my mother, that was a heartbreak for her because um, – someone who was already accepted in college by high school, and here I am, her her dreams for me were lost. And and it's so funny because she sent me a birthday card, the same card, twice, and she didn't even know she sent it. But the message of the card stood out so much, and basically she just was congratulating me for being able to listen to my own path and finding my own way. Because what works for your mom or your dad sometimes may not be what works for you. Um, I think we have to get back to the point to understand that we are all individuals, even though we are part of the whole. So our life does fit into the whole scheme of the grand scheme of things, but we still have to understand where do we fit into it, you know, and that goes back to where you were born, who your parents were, you know, your upbringing. Even in the bad situations, sometimes we have to really consciously find a way to listen and to find out what's the lesson in this because I know so many great speakers and so many great, um, you know, transformative um, people that help people overcome what they've gone through only because they've gone through it before themselves. So each of us are equipped with some type of different power or some type of different gift that someone may, else may not 
that they may not have. And so when we, you know, brush off the distractions, maybe they may be what we believe in because of our mom or our dad or or just our perception of what we think our life should be, then we can get to the core of who we really are and we can find that sweet spot um, that that Mark Nepo also talked about when he said, let beauty in while you're suffering, because he used poetry during his suffering. And so um, that was good for him. But it may be work for someone else, but in the listening to your soul, you get to be able to find out what's right for you. Uh, Susan, is there anything you want to add to that also? We've talked about like what gets in the way of people listening to their soul. You know, I all the things that uh, you both said as well, there's another little part in there for me too. I think that um, there's a fear attached to that too. Um, what if you're scared that you won't be able to do what your soul is telling you to do or you have doubt and, um, you know, that little inner critic that comes inside and, and hits everyone. And we're kind of conditioned to be humble. And so that message that you keep getting could be so confusing and fear comes in. And so what we do typically here, you know, like in the United States especially, we're busy. We're productive, active people. So we get busy work and we do things to kind of keep us going and active so we don't have to stop and listen and think about it too much. The problem that happens though is it keeps coming back up, right? And we all want to sit back down and say, okay, what do I really want to do and who do I really want to be? So yeah, everything that you guys said, letting go of all the layers of the should-haves and the could-haves and the would-haves and your values that you maybe inherited along the way that you don't really believe now. And so um, part of it too, I think the other side of the fear part in there is fear of change. If you're in the comfort zone and it's okay, that fear of stepping out of that into the greatness, into the the learning period to find the next step can be really scary, especially if you're not sure anybody's going to go with you, you know, to help you out along the way. Great. You're right. And it goes back to what Marcus' poem. I want to read his poem called Free Fall that he quoted from. He said, if you have one hour of air and many hours to go, you must breathe slowly. If you have one arm's length and many things to care for, you must give freely. And if you have one chance to know God and many doubts, you must set your heart on fire. We are blessed. Every day is a chance. We have two arms. Fear wastes air. And I like that that last statement he said, fear wastes air, because a lot of times... That false evidence appearing real or whatever appearing real or whatever acronym you have for it, um, it can get in the way of, like you said, that voice. Uh, I think all of us may have some some of the same feelings about when we starting. Like you all are new hosts on this, and when I started it, it was a lot of fear in it. Like who am I? Like Mark said, I think we're all conditioned to have a inner critic. And so it's that inner critic that says, okay, yeah, right, you're willing, you're able to do that. Who are you, you know, sometimes that may get in the way. But the the gift is that we have the power to challenge that inner critic. So, and when we challenge it, then we we have to ask it some questions. You know, do you align with what I know that God has for my life? You know, despite what my mom and my dad may have said, we have to understand that our lives are meant for us to live out fully. And in the end of the days, we're going to be held accountable for how we live them. Um, 
But like you said, in the U.S., we're we're very busy. So I know we all may have clients that are very busy because we all work with women, and we know women, they tend to take on everything. A lot of women don't know how to say the the most the beautifulest world, word in the world. Yes, it's not a, a real world, word, beautifulest, and that's no. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on multitasking? Is there a place for it? <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> so, you know, so I, you... I, I wonder that. <laughs> Is there a place for it? Well, share with me well, how I you... Think... Go ahead. I think for multitasking, it's really making the time. Um, a friend of mine and I always say, you know how people can't walk in true bubblegum, but it depends on where your mindset is um, to me with multitasking. Now, because I've learned that I don't have to be super Tiffany, um, I can take the tape off and take the S off my chest, it's easier to multitask. But when I was really um, living to please everyone else besides pleasing myself, it was very hard because I was being left out of the loop, of my own loop. And that was, you know, insanity to me. How do I take care of you better than me? So multitasking to me, it, it depends on your time. What what do you really have time for? What do you want to have time for? And how important is it to make time for what's important to you? And so, like today, I had this call. I knew that uh, I wanted to go to church this morning. I knew that I wanted to do some deep cleaning because the weather is very great here in Houston today. I can't do all of that at the same time. I had to consider the drive to church, the drive home, um, what time the show was coming on, opposed to Eastern Standard Time, what time we were going to be here. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not going to stress myself with that. I'll do one thing right. at a time. I woke up extra early on a Sunday to do the things I needed to do that was most important. So I sat in meditation for about an hour, and I just listened to God speak to me instead of going to church today, which it wasn't an option, but I didn't go because I knew I have to drive 20 minutes to church, drive 20 minutes home, miss the show, miss the car. So I had to decide what was I going to do. And the fear would have told me, because it did tell me yesterday, go to church. And not saying that going to church isn't important, but the fear was saying, just back out the call. Right. <laughs> figure it out. So I wanted to figure it out. So I said, I know what I can do. I'll miss church, but I'll go to Bible studies this week. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured it out for me because I, I learned that when I, when I just put everything on my plate, I'm going to be overweight. But if I eat that small plate, the, the smaller serving, I'll be okay and feel good about it. So I had to decide, what will I do? What does my time really look like? I need to, you know, I started writing things down on the calendar and scheduling my days out because I was wasting time multitasking. 
if that happens, you get caught up in so much. So I think it's up to you. How do you handle it? What do you see that's important to you? And I have finally learned I'm important. Things I want to do are important. I just have to learn where they fit in my time frame. Exactly, exactly. Susan, would you like to add anything to that? That time frame thing is so important, isn't it? I was uh, chuckling when you first asked the question because I thought, what a great question to ask on so many different levels. Um, and I've come to this place. I, I This is a topic that comes up a lot with my clients and myself as well. It all depends on what are you trying to do. And I bring it back to being present in the moment. If you're really present in the moment and you're focusing on the current opportunity you have in front of you, it's a little bit hard to multitask because you're putting your attention to this thing right now. And that's where you actually have the most control and the most power. So if you can stay in the moment and do it that way and stay focused in that uh, time frame, you can get a lot of things done. We tend to try to overachieve and take on um, so much more. And like you said, uh, Tiffany, take the big S off your chest. We tend to try to do too many things in the day because we want to please and we want to help people and we want to get it done. But it's fragmented, and so it's maybe it's a juggling act. You know, I don't know that I have the exact answer on it, but maybe we juggle some things. The things that are of extreme importance and a top priority, they get our top priority focus. And the things that maybe are a little more um, ingrained and don't take as much focus to do, we don't. Ha- we could do a couple of things at the same time. Cooking is a good example of it. You know, you can talk on the phone and cook, mm-hmm. but if you're at a critical spot in that recipe and your attention is off talking to your friend, that dish could come out terrible. And so it's just figuring out where, what is my priority right now and um, what do I really have time to do and do well. You're right. You're right. That is all great. And that's funny because um, we do tend to think that we can as women. I always joke about I drive a car <laughs> and I can feed the kids and, and, and do all kinds of things all at once. That's a joke. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> But I think we all did, women, though, right? <laughs> yeah, we've all done that. You know, baby's crying in the back, you're feeding the baby, you're driving down the street, you're looking at directions, you're doing all these things, and we think that because we've done it once that it's okay and we'll keep doing it and keep doing it. But you have to ask yourself the question, what are you missing? Mm-hmm. So before we get into the next part of our um, show, because we're almost halfway through the show, time flies when you're having fun, I'm going to let you ladies take a break or take a drink of water, and I'm just going to, do a little bit of um, sharing what our upcoming shows for our network is. So upcoming tomorrow, I just want to let our audience know that if you would like to listen, you have on the Life Coach Radio Network, it's Influential Connections with Amina, and this is a part three interview with Hashan Abu Maru. I think I pronounced that correctly, and that's at 12 p.m. tomorrow on Life Coach Radio Network. And then my next upcoming show is on September 24th, and I'll be on the International Life Coach Radio with Tamara Cosley and Danica Treble, and we're talking about being responsible for the energy you bring in the room, and that's at 7 p.m. on September 24th. And again, for any of our listeners that are listening that would like to chime in on the call and share some insights with us, you can call in at 347 257 
847-857-2878. That's 347-857-2878. And back to what we were just discussing, multitasking. So um, I was going to um, share what someone shared with me about multitasking because if you're in a situation, you have to, we all joke about it that we say between us women, if we say, oh, I'm too busy for this or too busy for that, we just joke and say, oh, you're overbooked. And and it sounds funny because if you have a, a schedule, if you have a business or something, you don't want to overbook yourself. You're going to make sure you schedule your time properly. It goes back to what you two ladies were talking about. You have to figure out what is your end goal um, because we don't know how to say no. And a funny story is I remember I went into a meeting. I worked with a surgeon part-time, and I went into a meeting, and he wanted to show this video about, you know, how can we have better time management. And I just knew there was going to be this scientific answer about it, but the whole answer was is stop doing dumb stuff. I won't say the word the guy said. <laughs> <laughs> and and we do. We, we Like I said, we don't know how to say no. So in your time, in your day, the question you have to ask yourself, how can I make more time for me? How can I be at the cause, be at, you know, be at the control of my time? And the way to do that is to question what you're actually doing. You know, um, a lot of us have kids that we have to put in a lot of different events. So we get off work. First, we're rushing to work. We get to work, and we have a busy day at work, and we didn't spend time with ourselves in the morning, and then we get home. we got to get the kids, get them to practice, get them to that. We still haven't had time for ourselves, and then we get home. We have to fix dinner, get them to bed, and whatever, and by, by time for us to go to bed, we're exhausted. And so we didn't have a chance to listen to the soul or listen to ourselves, or or even in that day's time, you may have been so caught up with all the things that need to be done, you didn't allow yourself to be present in the moment. And I find that, well, I'll pose this question to you ladies. What do you think is ultimately lost when someone doesn't give themselves time to be present and focus in the, in the moment? So I really that. want to ask that question. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll just need to know what are they actually missing out on? Because, you know, we think we're doing such a great job. You know, we're the team moms, we're this, we're that, and all of that, and superheroes. But what are you missing? You know, we're so. missing being close to who we really are. Mm-hmm. We We rob ourselves of that opportunity to stay connected to our true purpose and the real reason why we're there. And it can get so buried under by all that activity and things. Um, And so that's one of those places where if you're trying to stay close to what's sacred. And I love what they said on the show about relationships and communication and having that connection and how that's so key to what you do. Sometimes the act of doing, you know, what we're doing for our kids and doing for everybody else, it's important. It's important that they get to their games. It's important that they have food, you know, those kinds of things. But what's the true impact of the busyness versus the actual sitting with them and giving them your total focus and your total attention? Five minutes of, you know, really uninterrupted time with someone is a lot and can have such a big impact. And you guys probably experience this all the time with your clients. In the first five minutes of a coaching conversation, most of the times 
they're not used to having someone listen to them, and they they say it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we give up. We give up a big piece of our compass that's keeping us on track, and we're giving up that time. It becomes a habit then. The multitasking kind of busyness becomes a way of doing and a way of being that's not true to who we really are. And then it ties back in, if you think about it, to how when you're trying to get still and listen to your soul, your laundry list of items in your head just is running, 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 and it's so hard to get it to quiet down so you can actually hear yourself again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because we, we all fall into it. Right, right, we do. I totally agree with Susan. I, you know, I lost myself in that. Um, I lost who I was, who I was to be, um, and everyone else. And when I realized, I was stuck. I was stagnant in the yeses of, of being there for everyone. I was stagnated in everyone's dreams, everyone's accomplishments, everyone's visions, everyone's football games, everyone's soccer games, everyone's transitions, everything that was, I I pushed everyone else to be where I was, ended up empty in the end. So it, it, it is now extremely important that I get that time on a daily basis, or it just throws me completely off because if I give, I give so much of myself. But I've learned to stop giving myself away. I have to have something left for me, and I think that we all forget that. There will be one day, one day is coming, your children are going to leave. There's a possibility that your spouse may leave, whether it's through death or illness. It could be through a breakup or a divorce. You end up standing up in your emptiness, thinking because you've given it all away. So I, I had to figure out, and I my purpose is to help people come out of that stagnation to help people understand you don't have to be empty. You don't have to give it all away because you're we're all compensating for something. Whether it's you're a single parent, that's what my issue was. I was a single parent. I worked two jobs at a time sometimes. One time I had three jobs. One time, you know, we lived far out. The schools were <clears throat> are definitely always demanding something in school for the kids. I worked long hours. I just didn't have time, and I did falter on giving my kids the quality that they needed, trying to compensate the quantity of things. So it is so important now that I know that I share that. Sometimes you, you must stop. You must stop. You have to say no to everything. Because you end up empty, you end up lost, you end up figuring this is not where I'm supposed to be. And how do you get out of that? What do you do to get away from that? And it's really hard when you're trying to figure it out with nothing. There are no tools, there are no resources that you know of because you've been so busy being everything (laughs) to everyone else 
You forgot how to be you. You have no idea who you are, what you're doing, and where. And guess what? Tiffany had that re- revelation at 40. What? Huh? What happened? Life has passed me by. Because I poured life into you, into everyone. I'm, I'm the oldest, so I took care of everyone. I took care of right. my grandmother as she was dying. I took care of my sister as she was dying. I took care, you know, when my dad died, I drove to Florida. I had to take care of his funeral rights. I took care of everything, everything, everything. And that saying you see all the time on Facebook, even the strongest people need somebody to say, how are you? That is so true. Because you know what people say? You're so strong. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, and it, as my sister was dying, I, I received that every day. Oh, you're so And I began to really despise that. You're so strong. What? That's my representative. <laughs> Tiffany right. is broken. And so and all of that ended up at 40. Hey, where am I? Why am I stuck? What is it? Right. What am I doing? And, and you can't find yourself. So I think it is, it is imperative to say no and to take time for you, even to the kids. Sometimes, hey, send them to your grandmother, to their grandparents, send them to camp or something. Get some time for you. It is so important to right. revitalize who you are. It really is. Exactly. For me, I think the main thing that we miss out on, whether it be male or female when we're doing too much, is setting a healthy example and also creating space for health for ourselves. Because, like Mark said, when he was going through his cancer, it was the the fact that he was able to listen to his body and actually believe what his body was telling him, that he actually, that he probably saved his life for an unnecessary surgery or whatever, because he said he felt the, the tumor moving. Um, and then when they did the x-ray, there was no tumor anymore in his brain. But that, you know, when I say we, we lose the chance to set a healthy example, because when you're so busy, your kids are seeing you so busy, your husband's seeing you so busy, and they think that that's okay. And they think that that's their normal. And like we said in another call, I think it was Reclaiming Your Power, I did with Trina um, Ramsey, that and, and that we teach people how to treat us. And so yes. you're not giving a healthy example to your family or to your friends or whomever because they're going to keep treating you and, and, and tearing you down. So when you do say, hey, no, this is what I actually want to do, you have to really put your foot down sometimes and say, no, this is who I am and what I know I'm supposed to be doing today, um, and you're okay with that. You have to listen to your soul and listen to your body. I always say that I rarely, when I say rarely, once in ten years do I get sick, and that's only because I really believe that I have the power. I've been in healthcare for twenty, almost 20 years, so I do understand the body, and I love the human body, and it's so awesome, um, but Honest, I believe that everything that we need in our body is already there, um, and so you just have to listen to your body. So, like, my nose was itching yesterday. I know when it's allergies, and I know when I'm coming down with a cold because I'm so in tune with my body, I can tell the difference between the two. And so if I feel like I'm coming down with the cold, I know it's time to go and lay down and rest. There's no other medicine that I feel like I need, and it's worked for me for years. I rarely take medicine. 
But that comes from listening to my soul and listening to what my body is telling me. Um, and if I see the environment, if it's going to rain, we 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 listen, but not clearly to ourselves. We can hear everybody else's problems, but a lot of times we don't listen to what's going on with ourselves until it's too late. So I, that's what I find that that people miss out on sometimes when they don't give themselves time to get themselves time to get quiet and actually hear or be present in the moment. Um, and that brings me to a point that Mark talked about is that, you know, sometimes when we're in relationships and we're having conversations or arguments, everybody's so caught up on it's too much arguing over who's right and who's wrong or whatever, um, and they miss the point or miss the purpose in the actual whole conversation. Um because he said acceptance doesn't mean doesn't mean that you're not evolving. So if I accept that I'm not able to be at every football game for my son um, or, or whatever, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad parent. It might mean that I may just be evolving into who I am and appreciating that I need some rest today. So what, was there anything else that stood out to you ladies in the show today with Mark or, and Oprah that you'd like to talk about? You know, I love the part where they were talking about find your current and go with it. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to hit a roadblock or a, what did they say, some driftwood or things like that that are going to get in your way. But finding that current so that you can flow in your flow, your path to take you where you need to be. And so in there, when you were talking about acceptance, that's what came up for me too on that. It's like, you know, yeah, because... That butterfly example of the cocoon, it's like, oh, my gosh, yes. that is so great. Because, yes, the cocoon serves its purpose, and it helps the butterfly grow until it's ready to fly away onto its next experience. And I think that's the other key that is important for us to remember is each stage that we're in, each of those great experiences that we have, whether they're you know, universal kicks to the gut or um, great learning experiences that we got before we get, had to learn it the hard way. They're all paths and steps for us to take to go to where we're going to be on our next experience. And you're never too old and you're never too young. Um, so having that exploration and that abandonment. You know, I love that freedom piece of that. It's like liberate yourself from all the things that are holding you down and free yourself up so you have that spaciousness to grow. Um, sometimes the things, the role that we're in, and maybe we've constricted our stream so we could, we're in the current, but it's so narrow. We can't even see, you know, the other opportunities and options there for us. And so that really resonated with me. Um, I thought that, first of all, it was beautiful. And what a great lesson to remember. Yeah, just because it served us then doesn't mean it serves us now. And I think about People who are so are really successful, and and they have really strong talents and strengths that have served them very well, and then sometimes a new challenge comes up, and that strength, that way of doing it that they've been using all along doesn't work, and instead of changing what they're doing, they keep throwing that same strength at it harder and harder. So if your strength is planning things and you're an awesome planner, and you encounter the next uh, experience, and it could be <laughs> something with a child that um, doesn't want to go to college or, or something, and you keep planning it for them, 
it still doesn't get you the result you want. It's so frightening at that point to think, but this always worked for me before. Why isn't it working now? And it could be just as simple as that cocoon's no use, not useful anymore. It's time to get another one. Right, exactly. Yeah, that stood out to me also. We said everything in life serves its purpose, and just like the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, it's okay that it served its purpose up to that point. So now it's time for the butterfly to emerge. And yeah, and each each of our life, um, each stage of our life may be a time of emerging into something. What was our dream at fourteen may evolve into another dream by twenty eight. Um, so he was talking about the three different stages, and you mentioned the abandonment part of it. But the first one was exploration. That's when we come into something and we're excited to know about it, and we're excited to grow into it until we master it, and then we become. Um, and masters of it, and then sometimes we have to abandon what we've just mastered in order to grow to our next step, and I think that's right there at the point, like you said, is when people miss the mark or they lose that because they get content or comfortable, you know, um, like building a new house. I built my house, and I can get content and comfortable with thinking, oh, I've arrived, and I have a house, and I have cars, Mm -hmm. and I have this, and I have that, and I don't need to grow anymore. I'm fine. I'll just go to work and come home. When in deep in our soul, there may be something that's speaking to us and telling us that there is more. And you're like, okay, I had to work hard to get here. There is more. And I think a lot of times we don't, once we've struggled a little, we want to say, okay, well, that's enough of that. I'm not listening no more. <laughs> that last time I listened, I got myself in, into whatever. But, like, one of the principles that we live by, that we teach on um, with IPEC, what I, the school I went to is that, Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And that means that you may have to go through a little bit of, you know, uneasiness or pain sometimes, but you don't have to suffer in it. You know, find something, can reconnect to your end goal. Always remember what it is you value. Why are you doing this in the first place? Well, you know, because for me, what I'm doing is coaching is because this is my gift and this is what I love to do, and it won't let me sleep at night if I don't do it. So that inner voice is telling me that I have a calling to help other people live their lives extraordinary, even though I've accomplished so many things myself and it's easy to get comfortable, but that's not all for me. I did this was for me so that I could be able to um, share with someone else. And so... That I mentioned a quote he said earlier, let beauty in while you're suffering. So if you are looking at going through the hassle of building a house or whatever it is, say look at the beauty of remembering the beauty of that, you'll be a homeowner. Whatever it is you can attach to it to to take away the fear of the situation, because like his, his poem said, fear wastes air. We only have mm-hmm. a limited time in the day. We only, Our lives are, yes, one life to live. Our kids were only... they. They do nothing but grow, so you have to cherish that time and be present in that time. And our spouses, we all grow old and have, and there's so many things that can come in our way that we have to remember that we have to slow down and listen at every stage. So, um, Tiffany. Yes. What is the most important thing you think um your client, what is the one struggle your clients face when it comes to listening? Have or has Acceptor. any of your clients shared that? Acceptance. 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 And 
number uh, number two, which is probably number one as well, letting go and letting God because when you don't listen, I mean, even in an argument, you don't you're debating if you do not listen and you do not release that selfishness, you can't hear, you cannot accept that you're the only person, if there are two people arguing, both people have feelings, I always say your feelings are valid, how you feel is valid. So if you're not listening to the other person that has feelings as well, people, you know, when you argue, people get heated, People have, they think that what they have to say is more important than what you have to say. You forget to listen. And if you don't let go, you don't accept, they have feelings. This person has feelings as well, or you don't accept that it is what it is. I always say that. It is what it is. Yesterday cannot be changed. Um, I saw a, a clip that Oprah did, and the quote was, um, forgiveness is letting go, knowing, letting go of the hope that yesterday will change, will be different. different. People are angry, upset, mad about yesterday. They cannot hear today. I do believe that if you're still holding on to unforgiveness, you're still holding a grudge, you're still holding on to what someone didn't do or did do that hurt your feelings, that went against you, you cannot hear today. You cannot hear your soul. You cannot hear your dreams. You cannot hear your vision talking to you. So you become, again, stuck in that place of pain because it's so familiar it's so important to accept, let go, and let God, because it is what it is. If you can't understand that forgiveness is letting go of the hope that yesterday would be different, you will be lost in that forever. And let God stand in front of you. Let him take the, the, the reins. You know, we always say, Jesus, take the wheel. Let him take the wheel. <laughs> You're asking him to take it. Give it to him. Give it to him. You have to allow him to take the wheel. You have right. to step back and submit, number one, to God. Okay, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. Please do something. I, my prayer was, please align me with people who can speak life into me. That was my prayer. And I'm still meeting those people three years later. Right. Every day. Everyone right. that comes in my life, I'm, I know there's a purpose and there's a reason for it because there's still the answer to that prayer. God, please align me with people who are fill, can fill me up, who can give me what I can't give myself because I've given it all away. Please align me with those people. And I'm still getting those people, and I'm blessed to have them in my life. And it's just acceptance. Right. You you brought up something really great. Like I said, I love the human body, so I'm always studying the body. And in my recent study of how Mm -hmm. stress affects the brain, um, you talked about when someone's been hurt 
and how they're still hearing that, and that is scientific. I want you to um, listeners to understand when we go through a trauma situation, there's a response. You know, we've heard of it—the fight or flight or freeze response that comes up. But sometimes when people have not allowed their body, because our brain has different parts that have to connect, the answer to one part hears, sees the problem, one part tells you what to do, and this other part, you know, um, either. If it doesn't go back to its natural rhythmic state, then you're in a perpetual state of stress and you don't even know it. And what happens is people get so used to it that they think that that's normal. So whenever something comes up that doesn't seem like um, that's that's okay, say for instance, say a woman was in a broken relationship before, so now every man she meets she thinks that he's all they're always bad men or whatever. They're going to be cheaters or liars or whatever. Well, she can't, and then this new guy comes along, and he's ready to love on her, but all she hears is that trauma. So the main thing that we have to do is to to recognize that. Like you say, become aware and accept. And I think Mark may have said that also in the show. You have to first become aware of it and accept it. Yes, that happened to Mm -hmm. you. We're going to validate you, and you are so right for feeling the way that you feel. And But you have to give your body a chance and have to allow it to let go of that in order to go back to its natural state of, its natural rhythmic state of helping you to, because you're equipped with the ability to handle problems. We all are. But when you don't, your body does not release, then you're not properly functioning. And like you said, we're so busy sometimes in our arguments waiting with our answer that we not mm-hmm. even hearing what the person has said. And that's a big problem also because that you're holding on to that hurt. You just want to get out what you want to say. You're not even hearing. That person may have apologized, and you sure can't even will. hear them because you're so caught up on releasing it, which that's a, we do have to go through that um, process of releasing it, but it doesn't have to be that way. So um, exactly. I want to invite anybody that all three of us are well equipped to hand, help you through navigate through your transitions, to navigate through decluttering your life, so that you'll be able to listen to your soul. And so, because we are at the end of our call, we're at the last ten minutes. So I do want to give the ladies some time to share some final insights for you. And 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 so, um, Susan, I'll let you go ahead. What are some final words you want to give our callers when it comes to how to stay present in the midst of a world of distraction and learning how to listen to your soul? Um, I think that the number one thing to keep in mind is that it's not going to be perfect. The way you listen isn't going to be perfect. The way you get still isn't going to be perfect. Nothing is going to be perfect, and I don't think it's supposed to be. So if you can be spacious enough and give yourself the opportunity to know just be there, you take the the biggest step right there. And And listening on all levels is all about acceptance. Accept that someone else wants to be heard. And the biggest gift you can give anyone, including yourself, is to actually take your agenda and put it to the side and give your 100% focus on the person that's talking to you. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with them because, you know, look, people say things to me all the time. I'm like, I, I see that a little differently. But when you're spacious, it goes through you. And there's something about that. So you're going to hold on to the things that you're supposed to and you're going to let go. They're going to pass right through you, the things that aren't. But that person, that space, that gift that you give them to hear them, fully is invaluable whether you agree with what they're saying or not if you can do that for yourself as well and 
just listen to what you're saying without judgment. It's a huge gift. It's very empowering, and it's one of the biggest gifts I think coaches give to the people that we work with. Yes, thank you so much. Be porous. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany, what would you like to share one final thought with our audience? Um, Today I would like to let people know that in listening to your soul, you have to know, number one, that you're important, that you matter, that your dreams matter, your visions matter, your feelings matter, your emotions matter. You have to put yourself, not in a selfish way, but in a selfless way, in front, in the front seat, in the front row of your own life. I always say I am the CEO of my life, meaning I have the power to be happy. I have the power of joy. I have the power to say no, and no is a complete. Hello? Hello? I'm here. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? So we must, must have lost Tiffany. Oh, well, well, I guess I'm I'll here. just pick up. Oh, you're here, Tiffany? I'm here. You couldn't hear me? No, we couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. It I was here the whole time. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to let people know that you are important. Your feelings are important. Your thoughts are important. Your dreams, your visions, your life is important. Your no is important. It is okay to say no. It is okay to be selfless and to stand up and be the CEO of your life, to be in the front row of your life. I always say that I am the CEO of my life because I am in charge of my happiness. You have that same power to be in charge of your happiness, your greatness, your dreams, your visions. You have to take that front row. Stop taking the last row in your life. When you walk into a room, go to the front. Be present. Be alive. Be there. Care for you, for what you hear, for what you bring into your life. So many times we're, we're, we're broken with the pain of yesterday, and it actually affects your body. Um, here in Houston they did a study last year about people really dying from a broken heart, that that's a true thing because you're still stuck in that place of loss or not able to have your vision because what we do, we create a vision with other people in it, in mind, in our own vision, and when they don't want to go along with us, that breaks us because it destroys the vision we created. And it's okay to have your own visions by yourself. It's okay to be who you are. Just make sure you put yourself first, not in a selfish way, but in a selfless way, that you care for your health, your mental health, your emotional health. You matter, and your happiness belongs to you. I I want everyone to know that. It's up to you. You make that decision every day, and it's not false. You keep telling yourself, I'm happy. (laughs) You will be happy. I promise you. It's okay. Right. 
Right. So that's thank you, ladies, for sharing all that wonderful advice. Um, I'll just share a little bit to that, add a little bit to that. And I just want to tell our listeners that <clears throat> when you listen, always listen with an open heart. You know, um, let go of your, your judgments of what you think, how you think the situation is supposed to turn out. And and basically you do that from a place of consciousness. When you hear thoughts, they'll be moving you forward. And the, <clears throat> so that's when you can confirm them through things that you come across um, with. Because I know every time I've been told something that brought fear, like, oh, my gosh, can I do that? The universe has found a way to confirm it to me. So when you're listening, stay in tune to what you're hearing. And um, I love the idea that, I, that I've um, come across that we have three brains and I know it sounds weird because we know we have the brain in our head, but then we have our hearts that talk to us, and it's like a brain. And then we have our our, our brain from our stomach. You know, people say, oh, I, I can feel it in my gut, or I feel it in my heart. Or, you know, we all know how to listen with our head. But listen to the other two, too. Do you feel it in your heart and your soul, and you know without a shadow of a doubt that that's your path? Because I know, like, when we're raising our kids, some things we may have to do, some things that are, hard say no or 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 challenge them and it may hurt us sometimes challenging them but you know and without a shadow of a doubt in your heart or your soul that that's what you need to do at that time so always listen with an open heart and look for confirmations from the universe that this is your path and and trust what you hear and so i mean this was a great call and there's so much more that we can share about listening because it's so key to what we do as coaches because we are here to hear what, be be that ear for you so that we can hear what you're actually not saying, which you may not have heard yourself. So you can contact any of us, um, but I first want to allow, allow us to give our audience a chance to know once again how you can contact us. Like I said, I'm Talisha, and I'm the owner of Experience in New Coaching and Consulting, and you can reach me either by calling 571-355-4354, or you can email me at Talisha Ellis at experienceanew.com. That's T as in Tom, E-L-E-C-I-A-E-L-L-I-S, at experienceanew, that's A-N-E-W, dot com. So thank you so much, ladies, for joining us today. Let's give our audience one last, um, let them know how they can reach you. So, Tiffany, if you'll tell us your contact information before we end the call. Hello, Tiffany? I think we may have lost Tiffany again. So, Susan, can you share with our audience how they can reach you? Hello? Uh, yes, you can. Whoops. I think Tiffany's back. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why I think going out. I'm sorry. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah. Can you just share with our okay. one last time how they can reach you? Okay. My name is Tiffany Mayfield. I am the owner of um, Coach Speak and um, Coach Speak and Business Consultants. I am. You can reach me on Facebook. Um, Instagram, my email is contact at tiffanymayfield.com, and you can reach me anytime on those um, platforms. Just give me a call, give me a, um, a, send me a message, and I'll get right back to you. Great. Thank you so much. And, and Susan, can you let our listeners know how they can contact you also? Yes, you can find information on my website. It's make it your mark.com you can reach me at susan gonzalez enterprises and my email is susan at make it your mark.com 
And if you are interested in learning more about my book titled Make It Your Mark, <laughs> little theme, you can find information about that on my website and also on Amazon. Great, great. Well, I truly enjoyed um, being on the show with you all today, and I look forward to more shows with you, you both. I'm Talisha Ellis, and any of you that our audience would like to re- reach any of the coaches, you can reach us on Facebook at Life Coach Radio Network also, or on Twitter and LinkedIn. So thank you so much to listen to our call, and we'll see you soon on future calls. Take care, ladies. Thank you. Thank all you. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye.